0: Today, Pastor Ray Bentley points out crises should point us to Christ.
1: There are global problems. It looks like globally the wheels are coming off the bus. People looking and searching for the answers spiritually, the truth, seeking Jesus. And therefore the Lord is sending every single one of us to go into the world that they might hear of the love of God. They are desperate for good news.
0: Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ soon return, the whole Gospel to the whole world. Glad you're joining us for our final study in the Gospel of Matthew. If you have your Bible, we hope you'll open it to the last few verses of chapter 28. Matthew closes with his key message, that sharing the Gospel is a responsibility and privilege God has given each one of us. Let's learn now how to embrace that calling
1: Look with me at Matthew 28, verse 5, so we'll read up to the context. It says, But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Or that's basically where he had been, but now it's empty. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him, behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. In verse nine, and as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. I love this in verse 9. As they went to tell the disciples. So the women ran, and while they're running to tell the disciples, in other words, while they're obeying the word of the Lord through the angel, they see Jesus. And he says, rejoice. And he brings them this tremendous greeting. I want you to to grasp this. When we are walking in obedience to the Lord, that's when we will have divine revelations of Jesus Christ. So obey the Lord. Obey him. Follow him. Don't just read and don't just study the word, but seek to live the word and to obey the word and to walk in the word and his spirit will come upon you. Well, let's go on to verses 16 and 17. It says... When the disciples, now they're going to see Jesus, they also worshiped him. In verse 16, it says, and then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. So now the women saw him. When they saw him, they fell at his feet and worshiped him. Now, up in Galilee, Jesus appears to the guys. He appears to the disciples. And when they see him, they worship him to the mountain that had been appointed. Now, we don't know which mountain that was. It doesn't tell us. It could have been the Mount of Beatitudes, where Jesus delivered the greatest sermon that is ever given. In fact, it's the only complete sermon we have of Jesus in the entire Gospels. Or it might have been Mount Hermon, near the area of Caesarea Philippi, which is where Jesus had taken the disciples kind of for their graduation ceremony, Caesarea Philippi, and he said, all right, who do the people say that I am? They they said, well, some think you're the prophet, some Elijah, some Jeremiah, and then Jesus said, who do you? Say that I am. And Peter, looking at Jesus, spoke and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus, I believe, smiled, looked at Peter and said, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. If you know that, that you know who I am, my father has given you divine revelation. But Jesus, then it says, took three of the disciples, Peter, James, and John, to a high mountain apart. Well, Caesarea Philippi is at the base of the largest mountain in Israel, it's called Mount Hermon. And there with Peter, James and John, Jesus was transfigured and his face and his hair and his clothing became white like lightning. He was transfigured, it was the Mount of Transfiguration. Who knows, maybe that is the mountain that Jesus now brought the disciples to. But it was some mountain, and when they saw him, that it was not just now knowing Jesus according to the flesh, but now all of the disciples, seeing and knowing the power and the glory of the resurrection, his eternal nature, they also, just as the women, went down to his feet and they worshipped him. Interesting though, there's a little caveat. It says that they worshiped him, but some still doubted. I don't think that it means that they doubted that he was alive, there he was, and they could see him, but I wonder if there was just, you know, it seems like this is too good to be true. In a fallen, broken world, that's a saying. If it's too good to be true, it's probably not true. But that's in a fallen, broken world. In heaven, if it's awesome and it's good, it is true, because that's what heaven is, amen? There may have been also a feeling of some of them, wow, he's alive and he has risen and a sense of their own failure. We often, even when Christ reveals himself to us and, and when we're saved and when we love him and worship him and are bowing down to him, we're still so conscious of our own sins, failures and weaknesses. He doesn't bring up their failures, he doesn't bring up their past, he doesn't bring up their mistakes. They have a new identity. Just like the children of Israel, two and a half million of them had an identity that had been literally generationally bound into them as slaves while they were in Egypt. God supernaturally reveals himself to them raises up a man named Moses with signs and with wonders and then the Passover and then, you know, he leads them out into the wilderness and he literally is a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. But it took time for their minds and their hearts and their souls to let go of their past mentality and their past identity and to embrace a new identity. We are saved. We are safe. We are free. We are special to our Father. He is with us. He goes before us. He provides for us. And then for them to begin growing into their new identity. What God wanted to do for the whole nation, He is now doing again through the church. And that's why discipleship is about growing in your identity in Christ, letting go of your past, letting go of your fears, letting go of your inadequacies. Really, when you live that way, and there are many Christians who know that they're saved and they know that they have a relationship with Christ, but they, they're constantly hindered. It's like, you know, in a car where there's a limiter, that there's this limiter upon their lives because they're still living with a past identity. I just want to, in the name of Jesus, encourage you, inspire you, draw you, confirm to you from the Holy Spirit that God wants you to let your past be buried, let it go, let it be washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, that growing as a child of God, he doesn't want you to remain a young infant, toddler, he wants us to grow to the full measure of the stature of Christ, and part of growing in that way is to accept and to receive your full identity in Christ Jesus. Can I hear an amen on that? Let it go. That is the challenge of growing in faith is to believe that I am who I am in Christ Jesus. No longer if you're not to look at the world any longer according to the flesh. May I say that you're no longer to look and judge yourself according to worldly values and the flesh either. We have to begin training our minds in a spiritual mindset, coming into agreement with everything that God has said about what he has done with our past, with our present, with our future. Every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. This is for someone especially right here, right now that's listening to this, that you have been beat up by the enemy and he's had you beaten down and discouraged and we resist the devil in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? You are free. So let's go on to verse 18. I I want this verse all by itself. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And as I have here in your notes, all authority means all power in heaven and on earth. In this verse, the word authority means power, the right to use power. And Jesus says, I have all authority. I have all power. And this is why he's going to go in to give a command that we're to go and make disciples, which is an authoritative command, not just a suggestion. There is authority in the teaching of Jesus Christ. I love this. Again, this is speaking of the deity of Jesus Christ. He is claiming what can only be true of God. All power, all authority in heaven and on earth, Jesus says, is mine. That speaks of the deity of Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget this, that great is the mystery of godliness, that God was manifested in the flesh through Jesus Christ. That's how we're saved. Why we can be saved is because Jesus was God who became a man. It's a mystery, but he is our Lord and he is our savior. That's why there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen? Pastor
0: Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. Since Pastor Ray went to heaven, we've received encouraging comments from listeners around the country and also near to home. We have been listening to Pastor Ray for 25 years. He was always excited to preach about Jesus and couldn't wait to see Him face to face. Now he is happy with the Lord with no more pain or sadness. Thank you for leading our family with your easy to understand sermons every week. May the Lord give comfort and strength to the Bentley family. Although he's gone home, his teachings continue here on the radio thanks to the support from listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with Ray Bentley Ministries and Maranatha Radio, just go to our website at www.raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley
1: because he has all power and all authority, he now is going to be speaking to us to give us our marching orders. So I want you to look in verses 19 and 20, and here's where we're going to wrap this all up together. It says in verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even to the end of the age listen Christianity is a missionary faith it is not just for us to receive and oh wow I'm saved I'm forgiven I'm made whole I'm going to heaven wonderful awesome no that's just the beginning Here's the command to every believer. Therefore, go. Go and make disciples. Why? Because God's heart is so in love with the world. God loves all seven billion people on this planet. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is the hour that the church needs to hear the message from the heart of our Lord and Savior, go into the world. This is a prime hour where people are looking for answers. There is a vacuum of leadership in the world. Have you noticed? There are global problems. It looks like globally, the wheels are coming off the bus. Do you know what's happening right now on the internet? People looking and searching. For the answers, spiritually, the truth, seeking Jesus, Spirit of God, Bible. What does the Bible say about the times in which we live? It is off the charts that people are diving in. And many of those are those who are near to you. They're your family. They're your friends. They're your co-workers, They're your neighbors. And therefore, the Lord is sending you. He is sending every single one of us to go into the world starting with your own family, starting with the next generation that is beneath you, and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they might hear of the love of God. They are desperate for good news, and that's our privilege to be able to share it with them. And we are commanded to make disciples. Now, there's an old model that was kind of like, well, look, that's what the church is for, And that's the role of the pastor. The pastor, you know, everybody comes to the church and then the pastor, he is the one that preaches the gospel and people get saved. And then he makes everybody a disciple. And then we come and we pray for him and are cheerleaders for him. (laughs) But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that the responsibility of making disciples belongs to all of us. It's all our responsibility. This is where you come to get encouraged and taught and and built up in the faith, but you are the ones that God is commissioning. You as his sons and daughters are the ones to go. You are then to make disciples. You're like, me make disciples? How do I do that? Everything that God has taught you, everything that you have learned, everything that you have experienced, this is what a disciple is. A disciple is someone who looks to you for encouragement, leadership, understanding, prayer, And it's not just giving them information, but it's then like Jesus did, he would teach them and he would explain and he would answer their questions. And then finally he would say, now you go do what I just told you, or you go do what you have seen me do. So wherever you are, so each one of us must continue to grow spiritually, but there are always going to be those littler and younger brothers and sisters, maybe starting within your own family or your children or nieces and nephews or whatever there is, and we are to pour whatever we have to pour it into them, to pray for them, to shepherd them, to love them, to encourage them, to exhort them, to speak a word of comfort to them, and then to challenge them. Now, go do what I have shown you. Share what I have shared with you. Can I hear an amen on that? And if the church would begin doing exactly what Jesus said, we could see a new, fresh, great awakening and revival. Look with me at Luke 24, verses 44 and 45. Let's read this out loud. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. That's what we're all to be doing, to open their minds of understanding to the scriptures so that they not only learn by listening, but we learn most by doing. In fact, if you have a pen or pencil, I want you to write that down. We learn the most by doing. That's why obedience is so enriching and so powerful. The more you obey, the stronger you become. The more mature you become, the more your father is able to trust you with his gifts and empowerment and the presence of his Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts and the early church, Jesus is risen, he is ascended, he's seated at the right hand of the father, he's praying and interceding for us and he sent the Holy Spirit which is Jesus in spiritual form to literally be inside of us, to speak to us, to encourage us, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us, to empower us so that the very things Jesus did while he was here in the flesh on earth now continue to be done in the book of Acts. In fact, it's really the acts of the Holy Spirit through now the apostles and the early church And a revival began to break out. It went from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria. And then all throughout the Mediterranean and the Roman world. And reached a whole generation. Within one generation the gospel came to them. Lo, this is the last thing Jesus says. And I leave you with this. And here's the most encouraging thing of all. That he said to the disciples and he says to you and me. Lo, I am with you always. How? Through the person of the Holy Spirit. His presence means protection. We're never out of his sight. His presence means power. He has all power and all authority and wants to demonstrate that power and authority in you and through you to the saving of your household and all those you love and care for. And finally, his presence means peace. The shalom of God that is with us and the shalom of God that is upon us And I'm telling you, as the world, they're going to the brink of cracking up and breaking apart. We now will stand out in contrast those who have peace, those who have the spirit, those who have a source of strength. They that wait upon the Lord... They shall mount up as with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And soon and very soon, we're going to hear, the greatest revival of human history, by the way, happens at the end. You remember Jesus' first miracle? What was his first miracle? Turning water into wine. What was so unique about that wedding is that they had run out of wine. And so then Jesus said, fill up six water pots, fill them with water. And they obeyed him because his mom said do whatever he tells you so they did they obeyed jesus said now draw and they drew and they said oh my this is the best and when the people tasted it they said you and and what an honor it was for this family because they said most people in other words most weddings which is the most social wonderful thing you can do in that ancient israeli community Most people give the good wine at the beginning, and then when people have drunk some, then they give them the cheap stuff at the end. But you have distinguished yourselves. This wedding will forever be remembered. Your family is being honored and lifted above all others because you did something no one has done. You saved the best for last. That was Jesus' first miracle. That was a prototype. And guess what? He saved the best for last. We are living in the last days. Soon and very soon, we're going to hear the trumpet call, and we're going to be with the Lord. In the meantime, we get to participate in the greatest harvest of human history. Can I hear an amen? (laughs) Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. What does the end of the age mean? It means that our Lord has a plan, that he is the Lord of history and everything that is happening in every daily event that is unfolding is literally according to the purpose and plan of God and I'm telling you the kingdom is already on its way and God from heaven is telling the devil and put him on notice I am coming my kingdom is coming my glory is coming my power is coming Jesus is coming. Everything he bought and paid for, he's getting ready now to inherit and to establish his kingdom on earth. And there's not a thing the devil can do about it. That's why he's freaking out and his heads are spinning because God's put him on notice. He knows that he has but a short time. Amen?
0: Pastor Ray Bentley with some great final thoughts from our studies in the Gospel of Matthew. Glad you've joined us today here on Maranatha Radio. Now, today's study is titled, Are You Making Disciples? If you missed any part, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under Media, you'll notice three words, Watch, Radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click About and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email free of charge. Plus, you'll find other spiritual growth books and resources from Pastor Ray, including his new book called The Final Witness, an eye opening prophetic fiction novel. So many are enjoying the full five book series called The Elijah Chronicles. You can too. And raybentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also make a donation right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray as he launches a study in the Gospel of Mark. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return. The whole gospel